Unless you're talking about the bridge and seaport. Even from the seats in the upper decks, you can see the seashore. Tailgate function with the cornea side. Just walk from the tribal building for the Padres. I'm on it. Yeah, because for the 619, we'll knock you down. Anything for the brown, put it on the town. Started back rocking the brown. Ever since we've been knocking them down. Baby said she want to go to the game. Taught her how to say Padre gang. What's up, everybody? Episode 297 of Talking Friars here live from the winter meetings in San Diego. Thank you so much for joining here. Uh, a lot to talk about today. There was a lot of rumors flying around. There were some signings. Uh, there's a big potential signing that could happen. Uh, we are waiting on that. So if you're kind of watching this back uh, later in the day or on replay or listening to this, on the podcast platform. Just be aware if Aaron Judge signs uh, at the start of this episode, he has not signed yet. And so that's what I'm talking about right now. Um, And that's just kind of how we're entering this. Um, AJ Preller, I spoke to him briefly this morning about Aaron Judge so we can start off with that so that we, so that, you know, it's, it, it works better in case Judge signs, um, because then if he signs, then what, I, what he told me maybe doesn't really make much sense. Uh, the Padres signed an outfielder today. It was a minor league deal, uh, but we can get to that. I spoke with Mike, Mark DeRosa, Team USA uh, manager about the World Baseball Classic, and he's interested in a few Padres uh, being on the roster and inviting them. Uh, Buster only, he had some more information about the Padres' offer to Trey Turner. Uh, and this information makes it seem like the Padres are going to get a shortstop. Like they want a shortstop. Um, they have plenty of money to spend. Uh, that's what I got from it. Um, and so we will get to all of that stuff. Uh, but first starting with what I asked, uh, AJ this morning, uh, and that was about Aaron judge. And if the Padres have interest in him, at first, he did not want to respond. He kind of said, who's that, just in a, a joking manner. And then when I asked him again, that's when he actually gave me a response. He hesitated at first, and then he said, well, I don't talk about any players. I never talk about any players. Um, the PR guy was trying to get him up to MLB Network, but I wanted him to answer the question, so I asked him again. Um, I guess – People are giving me some crap on social media about asking AJ Preller and they think I'm like stalking him and stuff. This guy was down in the lobby uh, where everyone can see him and he just got done doing an interview. So those guys are allowed to ask him questions. I think I can ask him one question that the entire fan base wants to know, right? Are the Padres interested in Aaron Judge? You just gave $342 million to Trey Turner, or you were offering him that, you were willing to give him $342 million. So you would think they'd be willing to give the reigning AL MVP over $300 million as well. Um, The Giants, by the way, it's been reported that they offered Aaron Judge $360 million. And then John Heyman reported today that – this was like three, four hours ago, and it's 6.30 right now as I'm talking about this. And he said, it appears that Aaron Judge is going to the Giants. 
And then like seven minutes later, he tweets, well, actually the Giants have not been told uh, this. They, they have not been told of Aaron Judge's decision. And he said, sorry for um, jumping the gun. And so a lot of people are giving him crap and kind of rightfully so. I mean, his job is to get things right. And Aaron Judge is the biggest free agent on the market right now. Uh, he is the biggest storyline of the offseason. So when you say, okay, this guy is going to go sign with this team uh, and you're a credible reporter, like you're a big name, you're on MLB Network, right? Like people are going to believe you. And so Yankees fans lost their minds over this news. And then seven minutes later to say, oh, no, pretty much say the Yankees are still in it. You know, no decision has been made. I'm, I'm sure a sense of relief, you know, went through Yankee fans. Um, like we still have a chance to get Aaron Judge back, uh, but I guess you know your credibility probably takes a knock there when you're sitting there in the lobby and you're tweeting out that the biggest free agent signs with the Giants, and then seven minutes later you have to take that back, you know, um, because people had graphics up already about. Judge the Giants. Um, so it's interesting. I mean, right now, as I'm talking right now, he has not made a decision according to reporters. Um, maybe the Padres are trying to get in on this. I have no idea. Uh, I have not seen any reporting that the Padres have tried to get into this Aaron Judge thing. But, I mean, it, it makes sense from a positional need. This makes sense, a fit. Right, they need a corner outfield bat. AJ's already said that. They just offered 342 million to Trey Turner, so I, they have the money. The money is available to go out and get Aaron Judge, or the money is available to go out and it's definitely available to go get a guy like Xander Bogarts or Dansby Swanson or Carlos Correa, because I don't think that Carlos Correa is going to get 340 million dollars from a team. But the Padres had that money. They were willing to give that to Turner. You're telling me that they don't like Carlos Correa or Carlos Rodon in the starting pitching market. They don't like Dansby Swanson. Um, you know, there's a lot of names out there that are very talented players. So you can't sit here and say, oh, well, like Kevin Acey, his report uh, last night was that the Padres are out of the shortstop market that they were only in on Trey Turner. They weren't really in on anyone else. That doesn't make sense to me. I, I said that in my reaction uh, last night after that article came down. That doesn't make sense. You're willing to spend $340 million, $342 million on Trey Turner, a shortstop. Why aren't you willing to spend $300 million on another shortstop, who, by the way, is – uh, younger than Trey Turner, and he is someone that has performed in the postseason. And he's probably he, I would think he'd cost less than three hundred forty million dollars. Who knows? Um, but my point is, they have the money. So if they want these guys, they can go get them. Because I don't see every free agent pulling a Trey Turner and saying, you know what. I prefer the East Coast. I'm going to reject this $340 million offer. I don't see that happening. I, I see 
someone like Carlos Correa, he's going to go to the team that gives him the most money, I think. That's what happened with the Twins this past year, right? Highest AAV, he went to them, and now he's a free agent again. Um, so we'll, we'll see. I, I think the Padres eventually will land someone. I mean, if they're willing to spend the money, they will land someone. Um, sorry, Bob Nightingale just tweeted, so I thought that that was something about Aaron Judge's decision, but it's not. Just the Yankees and Giants are anxiously waiting about his decision. Um, now I totally lost my train of thought because Bob Nightingale tweeted that. Um, oh, yeah, about uh, just about the free agent market. Just I don't believe Kevin Acey's report. Like, they were, they're only interested in Trey Turner. That's not true because Kevin Acey told me yesterday when I talked to him, by the way, that interview is out. It's on YouTube, by the way. Um, he told me that the Padres have met with Xander Bogart. So you don't meet with someone unless you're interested, right? You're wasting your time. If, if you're not interested in a player and they're meeting with them, you're wasting your time. You could be meeting with other players that you're actually interested in, right? So they are interested in Xander Bogarts. I fully believe that. I don't know if they're interested in, in Dansby Swanson. Maybe, maybe not. I, I would think they're interested in Carlos Correa to a degree. Maybe they don't want to pay uh, what Boris wants. So if the market comes down, then they're going to be more willing to pay. But Carlos Correa is a great shortstop, just like, like Trey Turner is. So if they were interested in Trey Turner, I would think they're going to be interested somewhat in Carlos Correa. Um, now, we don't know the price tag, but uh, I would assume that they're interested. I, I, I don't believe that they they made this plan of having Tatis go to the outfield and switching all around these positions only for Trey Turner. Like, I think they made that plan for Carlos Correa. I think they made that plan for Dansby Swanson. Maybe they're not interested in Dansby Swanson. I don't know, but you can't convince me that they're not in the shortstop market still. Like, they went all in, all out for Trey Turner. You know, $342 million offer, according to Buster Only. Buster Only, in his ESPN article today, said the Padres are, quote, very serious about trying to do all they can to win. You know, end quote. So uh, Peter Seidler, so he's not going to spend the money, that $342 million that he was reserving for Trey Turner, he's not going to spend a fraction of that on someone. They're not going to go get a big position player or a big starting pitcher. Like their priority is starting pitching. You're telling me that they're they're not going to use some of that 342 million dollars that they still have. They're not going to use that on um, a big time starting pitcher if they can. Like the Padres, they're trying to win right now. You're trying to build the best team, right? The best complete roster, and to have that best complete roster, you need some big-time starting pitching. You need another starter. Preller was talking to the media today, and he was saying that they wanted two starters, probably a back-end guy, like a five-starter, and then one of those big guys, a five-starter that can compete with someone for maybe a last bullpen spot or a six-rotation spot if they do go with six guys. Um, 
but I think they want a big starting pitcher and then a smaller guy. Um, Andrew Heaney came off the board today. He is going to the Rangers. Um, Taiwan Walker just came off the board. He just signed with the Phillies. So Mets fans are probably pissed about that. Um, Losing out on DeGrom, yeah, you get Verlander, but then you have Taiwan Walker go to the team that just made it to the World Series who's in your division. Um, They're probably not happy about that. But So starting pitchers are coming off the board. Senga's still out there. I was listening uh, to Joel Wolf, who is um, Senga's agent. He was talking to my left a few hours ago. To It was mostly the Japanese media. And he was saying how uh, Senga wants five, six years. He wants to go to a team that's trying to win right now, and that fits the Padres' description. They have they didn't spend the $342 million on a shortstop in Trey Turner. Maybe they spend it on Correa or someone else or Judge. I don't see Judge coming to the Padres. Uh, I think the money will get really, really high, and I, I don't think – I don't know if the Padres like Judge as much as they like Trey Turner. So maybe they're not willing to go all out for him. Um, but you're telling me that they're not going to spend money. They're not going to go get someone big. I don't know if it's a pitcher. I don't know if it's a position player, but they're going to get someone big. I would think in free agency, you don't have, you don't have to spend the $342 million because you didn't spend it on Turner. But what I'm saying is you have the opportunity to really improve your roster make your team more complete this off season in free agency via free agency, and uh, I find it hard to believe that Preller is going to not do that. Um, We'll have to wait and see. Uh, Mitch Hanniger, he signed with the Giants today, which was interesting because he signed with them as we're all waiting in the lobby, waiting for John Heyman or waiting for someone to tweet out something about Aaron Judge, and all of a sudden you see – the Giants with a press release out. Oh, Mitch Hanniger's a Giant now. Wow. And so that the question obviously is, are the Giants out on Aaron Judge because they just brought in Mitch Hanniger? The answer is no, according to reports. It was a three-year deal, $43.5 million. Uh, I was a big fan of Mitch Hanniger. I wanted him to be a Padre, but it didn't seem like the Padres were as interested in Mitch Hanniger as I was or as the Giants were. Uh, they didn't want to give him fourteen and a half million dollars a year, and I understand why. I mean, he hasn't—he's not the healthiest guy. He—he he dealt with injuries last year. The Mariners didn't make a strong effort to bring him back for a reason, right? Like they are, um, the Mariners know him best, right? So when a team doesn't try to bring him back, maybe that's a sign. Right, like with the Dodgers, for example, they have Bellinger go to the Cubs today. That's what we saw, right? They didn't try to bring back Cody Bellinger like strongly. Um, they didn't pick up his uh, what was it? His arbitration number, eighteen million, whatever it was. They didn't bring him back. And the Cubs, they sign him. The Dodgers didn't want that. They know him best. They couldn't fix him. So I, as a Padre fan, looking at him as a potential fit positionally first base corner outfield or center field if you want to move grish over or trade grisham for pitching whatever if you view him as a fit like some Padres fans did i i did it positionally i didn't view him as a fit 
for the Padres situation because I'm not giving a one-year deal to a guy that sucked last year. Like, he was on – like, I, I'd rather just pay Grisham. Like, Bellinger and Grisham are, like, the same guy right now. Both are lost at the plate. Both are solid defensively uh, in center field, but I'm not – the Padres should not be uh, paying $18 million, $17.5 million to Cody Bellinger a one-year deal guy who's coming off a bad year. I, as I said in my reaction to Bellinger signing with the Cubs earlier today, which is up on this YouTube channel, if I wasn't willing to give Profar $15 million a year and he's coming off a good year, then I'm not going to give Bellinger $17.5 million coming off a crappy year. You know, uh, And so that brings me back to the Mitch Haniger thing, like, I'm fine with the Padres not giving him three years. I was surprised that he got three years from a team, to be honest, uh, with the injuries. Um, he, he's just not the same player that he used to be. But, uh, I mean, the Giants, they, they see the teams that are in the division. They see the Padres in the division. That's not going to be hard to beat the Padres, right? Or, or that's not going to be easy. They see the Dodgers, obviously. They see the Rockies being involved in the Brandon Nimmo rumors. They see the Diamondbacks with their young starting pitching, right? The NOS is not going to be this, like, cakewalk division. The Dodgers might win it by 20 games like they did this past season. I don't know. But the games are going to be competitive, uh, and the Giants see that. And they have the opportunity to get Judge, and they're like, well, we don't want to just have Judge and waste this year. So let's go out Hanniger now. And maybe that attracts Judge and be like, we brought in Hanniger for three years. We're trying to win right now, Aaron. So come here, and we'll really build around you, and we'll add pieces. So that's something to keep an eye on with the Giants. Uh, but Mitch Hanniger, they got him today. Who knows if they will end up getting Aaron Judge by the time the night is over. Um, you'll obviously know when he signs. I mean, the baseball world's going to go nuts when he does sign. Um, I don't see any more signings that have happened right now. Uh, the Padres, they signed David Dahl to a minor league deal today. Uh, I think David Dahl is going to be this next season's Nomar Mazzara. Last year, the Padres brought Nomar Mazzara in, minor league deal. He was in El Paso, and then he came back or he came up for a little bit, and then did they end up they ended up sending him down or DFAing him? I forget which one, but they got rid of him. He he wasn't on the roster, um, and so I could see David Dahl being that type, uh, filling that role for the Padres. You know, big league spring training invite probably starts in the minor leagues. If injuries happen, then maybe he gets brought up. If even maybe if injuries don't happen, who knows? Maybe he finds himself as uh, the last outfielder on the roster. You know, Last year, he didn't even play in the big leagues. Is that alarming? Maybe. Or maybe the Padres know something more than we do, and he's been working uh, on his game behind the scenes or something like that. I don't know. Um, but in 2022, in the minors, 85 games, hit 10 home runs, he had a 787 OPS, which that's good in the big leagues. Like, that's solid. But in the minor leagues, you'd probably like that to be better. 
So I wouldn't expect David Dahl to, you know, be this like huge contributor to the Padres. Like, I, again, I compare it to Nomar Mazar. Maybe he comes up for a little bit at some point, but uh, something would have to be something would have to go incredibly wrong for David Dahl to uh, be playing. You know, having a lot of significant playing time uh, with the Padres in 2023. Uh, moving on to the World Baseball Classic, um, Mark DeRosa. I talked to him today for a little bit, and he told me that he's interested in bringing aboard three Padres. One of them is Joe Musgrove. He has not reached out to him yet. That's what he told me. That interview's up on YouTube here. Um, he talked. He mentioned Blake Snell. He mentioned Nick Martinez as well, and Nick Martinez could be a fit because he has the Olympic experience, um, and he's someone that stays in good shape. Like uh, he, he would not be someone where I'm like, oh no, don't pitch in the WBC, you're going to get hurt. Like he keeps good. Um, I don't know what I was going to. He, he takes good care of himself, right? He stays in good shape. Musgrove does too. Snell, I'd be hesitant in him pitching. They would really have to limit him. Like, I, I love pitching for your country and all that. But Snell, I mean, I mean, maybe, maybe the WBC would actually help him because he's not a first-half pitcher, right? So work through those struggles then, and maybe he's better earlier in the season than normal because he's pitched more innings, but then he's bad for team USA. So I don't know. Um, I would prefer to have Snell not pit for team USA and just make sure you're healthy to start the season. Make sure you're ramped up to start the season. Uh, because remember he was not ramped up to start 2022 and he got off to the slow start. I know he's a second half pitcher, but I don't really like that excuse. Like, Oh, because he was saying that to the media at the beginning of last year, right? Like, oh, I'm a, I'm a first-half pitcher, or I'm not a first-half pitcher. I'm a second-half pitcher, and I, I have to adjust to new lineups and new rosters and all that. Like, that's an excuse for me. You have Joe Musgrove and Darvish pitching good in the, at the beginning of the season. How about you do your part, right? Um, so we'll see on that. I'd be fine with Musgrove pitching because I trust him. I trust Nick Martinez. Um, and so we'll see. We'll see uh, what Mark DeRosa and the Team USA staff decides uh, there. But I just wanted to mention that. I did talk to D-Road earlier this morning. Uh, Dennis Lynn. I'll get to what Dennis Lynn reported earlier today um, about the catching situation, Christian Vasquez, Austin Nola. I'll get to that here in a second. This episode is sponsored by Gaglione Bros, famous cheese steaks and garlic fries. Their main location is on Friars Road and you can visit gaglionebros.com for their menu and contact information. You can also enjoy their cheese steaks and fries at Petco Park and inside Snapdragon Stadium. All right, so Dennis Lynn this morning he reported that the Padres have met with Christian Vasquez um, and they have talked with other clubs about Austin Nola. So it seems like Austin Nola is available on the market or maybe he's available if they 
get Christian Vasquez. You know, maybe it's something that uh, it's not exclusive, right? It has to happen. Like if they get a catcher, then Nola's available. If they don't, then they're rolling with Nola. Um, Lynn wrote that. It was either this morning or yesterday. I know I said this morning. I saw it this morning. He wrote that. Uh, or no, I saw it yesterday. My bad. Last night. These days are mixing for me. I mean, I'm, I've been here since 8 in the morning for two straight days, so bear with me. Um, Nola, I mean, if they get Christian Vasquez, I'd be fine with the Padres making Austin Nola available. Uh, I, I don't think that Austin Nola is like this guy that the Padres need to have. I think the Padres trust that Campy is developing and he's improving. And Christian Vasquez is an experienced veteran. And maybe they just want to be done with Nola. And they want probably a uh, – Vasquez is probably a better offensive catcher, right, than Nola. They probably want a better offensive catcher in there. And so they're, they're opting to go with Vasquez. Or not, they're not opting, but they're showing interest in Vasquez. So if they get him, then they'll probably opt to be going with the better offensive catcher and – I mean, Vasquez, he's good defensively as well. Um, but, I mean, hitting, he, he'd be, I think, more of a threat offensively at the bottom of the order as the catcher than Nola is, right? People don't view Austin Nola as a power threat, definitely. I don't even think that they view Nola as an offense threat, really. I mean, he, he gets base hits here and there, but and he did show up pretty good offensively in the playoffs with some timely hits, but... If those hits aren't timely, then it's not really impressive, right? There's no power there. The slug, right? It's not there. Um, and they can just re- they can replace Nola's defense. He doesn't have, like, this strong arm, right? So um, I'd be open to Vasquez, but I don't think it should be the Padres' top priority. Definitely not. Uh, I don't think it should be their top two or three priorities. I mean – they have holes on this roster where the catching position is not a hole. Like they don't need to fill the catching position right now. They already have that, right? Um, they have two catchers. They let Alfaro go because they were fine with the catching position as it was. Um, they need first base. They need a left field. Uh, they need another bat for DH. They need another bat after that, probably for bench, right? AJ Preller is telling the media. I think he said today that the Padres, they're looking for a middle of the order bat and a couple like starting pitchers. And my response to that, I'm, I'm like, wait, one bat. You think you only need one bat? Like you're, you're getting a big bat back. I totally understand that. You're getting Tatis back. That's a huge bat. But if you're trying to make this team the best it can be, don't you want multiple bats? Don't you want, like Michael Brantley is your DH. Don't you want, um, well, maybe Xander Bogarts at short, and then you fill your left field with a guy that hit 40-plus home runs and Tatis in 2021. Like, you want to make your offense the best it can be. You want to make your rotation the best it can be. But So only getting one bat, middle of the – so if they get Bogarts, like, I guess I'll be happy. But – if they have, you know, Brandon Dixon as their DH, no, uh, that's not good enough still. Like, go get the best players. I mean, 
Peter Seiler, he just offered 200, or not 200, $342 million to Trey Turner, right? Go get those big names. Like, he is willing to pay the money, right? So even if you get Bogarts, okay, you still need a DH, right? Go get a DH. Go get a good hitter to be your DH, you know? Um, that's that's kind of my – that's where my head at – where my head is at uh, with that. Um, anything else? I don't think there's anything else that I wanted to cover. I'm going to get to the chat, obviously. I always get to the chat. If you want to make sure I get to your comment or your question, you can use that super chat button. Um, I'm just going through the news from today, make sure I didn't miss anything. Philly signing Taiwan Walker. It's like $18 million a year, four years. Uh, so I think Bassett is probably going to get $20, 25000000 million a year. Are the, do the Padres want to do that? Preller has already said that the qualifying offer is not going to hinder them from getting someone. So I'm not going to use that as like an excuse or anything, like why they might not get Bassett. Maybe they're not as high on him as someone else is, right? Like with the Giants which Han- with Hanniger, right? The Giants were really high on Hanniger. They were trying to get Hanniger done while this whole judge thing was happening. So we don't know how high other teams are on um, on uh, pitchers like Bassett, right? Like Rodon. Uh, with Chris, uh, not Chris, Kodai Senga, um, there's like six to 12 teams that are interested in him. Uh, oh, here's another report. I forgot to mention this one. It says the Padres uh, are interested in Seth Lugo as a starting pitcher. Red Sox are also expressing interest. Uh, that's according to Chris Cotillo, Cotillo of Mass Live. He covers the Red Sox. Uh, John Heyman of the New York Post reported Lugo drawing interest as a starter. Um, reports that working as a starter is Lugo's preference. Um, I, I'd i rather not have Seth Lugo be that starter the Padres get. You know, when you're willing to spend $342 million on someone, I know as a position player, but you're still willing to dish out $342 million. I want someone who's actually a starting pitcher and not someone that prefers to be a starting pitcher. Like I want someone that is one. Uh, now maybe it's via trade or they go get Rodon or they go get Bassett or not. Yeah. Bassett or uh, they go get, I don't know, name a starter. Um, who else is, I mean, Corey Kluber's out there, right? Like maybe they go get someone lesser like that. Um, I, I just want them to go get a name. That's a starter. Like, why are they showing interest in in Seth Lugo as a starting pitcher when his best years in the big leagues have been as a reliever? Uh, The most starts that he's made in a big league season is 18. That was in 2017. That was five years ago. You know, I want them to go get starting pitching, not someone that thinks he can be a starting pitcher or wants to be a starting pitcher. I want someone that is a starting pitcher that we know will have quality starts as a Padre. Um, I'm just trying to see some more background on Lugo. Um, Last year, four pitches. He throws the curveball a lot, 33.5% of the time. Four-seamer almost 30% of the time. Sinker 
22 percent of the time slider 14 percent of the time so he definitely does vary his pitching or his uh pitch mix the pitches that he throws um but i mean if the Padres were interested in him as a reliever okay then i would say okay that makes sense but a guy that hasn't made more than 18 starts in his career in a single season uh no thanks I want someone that is proven. And again, those 18 starts happened in 2017. So, uh, you know, how some people say, oh, that's a hard pass for me. No, that's an easy pass for me. Um, with Senga, he's receiving five-plus year offers. I already kind of hit on that. I mean, we know the Dodgers, Diamondbacks, us, the Padres, right? Um, Rangers, maybe. Probably not the Rangers, though, because they got to Grom. They signed uh, Andrew Heaney today, right? How many years was Andrew Heaney? Two-year two year deal for him. I think there's an option after year one. Um, but their rotation's pretty good right now. Uh, you got DeGrom, obviously, Martin Perez. You have Heaney. You have uh, Oda Rizzi. And then, I th- is it uh, Dunning? He might be their five starter. I'd have to check on that. But... I don't think Senga would be in the cards for them. So maybe that's the good thing. You can knock them off. But the Mets would probably be interested still in Senga uh, because they're not bringing back Taiwan Walker. We know that because he's going to the Phillies. And even with Verlander, right, going to the Mets, three-year deal, um, you have Scherzer, you have Verlander, you have Carrasco, who isn't a guy that's a guarantee to stay healthy. And then 4-5, who are their 4-5 starters? Joey Lucchese, like, was like a seven-starter for them, six-starter, and he just had Tommy John, I think, this past year. So um, their starting pitching situation, they need to add to it, just like the Padres need to add to theirs. Um, you don't want Julio Tehran being the five-starter on opening day, right? you got to make additions. And so um, I, A.J. Preller is going to make starting pitching additions. I just don't, uh, I just don't know if it's going to be through free agency or – if it's going to be through trades, I mean, through trades, you're going to get lower salary guys, and you're probably going to acquire guys that are under multiple years of control. Free agency, you're going to sign guys multiple years of control, but you might be paying $30 million for that instead of 6 or $7 million a year, right? So we'll see. Uh, AJ, he's obviously always active on that trade front, and he mentioned that when he spoke to the media today. And it does seem like if the Padres, this isn't the starting pitching thing, but going back to first base, it did seem like from his comments today that the Padres are probably more likely to go get their first baseman through the trade market. Like they've been having those conversations. If they go get a first baseman, it feels like, I mean, they're really interested in moving Cronenworth to first and going and getting Xander Bogarts or going and getting, I don't know, Luisa Rice is out there on the trade market. So I would think that they have checked in on him with the twins. So um, we'll see how, we'll see how it shakes out. Uh, Let me check if there's any more moves I wanted to talk about or any major league baseball stuff. I mean, it's winter meetings week. So if I'm hitting more broadly on major league baseball, it's because it's the winter meetings, and I, I want to keep you guys updated on what's happening around baseball because it does affect the Padres. And even when it doesn't affect the Padres, 
it's just really fun to talk about because we're all baseball fans, right? And when the Padres are good, like they're national, like they're real World Series contenders, we want to know what the other World Series contenders are doing, right? And see how the Padres stack up. Um, already hit on Josh. Did I hit on Josh Bell to the Guardians? I don't think I did. All right, that's my bad. I don't remember talking about it. So uh, Josh Bell to the Guardians today, two-year deal, and it was for $33 million, $16 million a year almost, $16.5 um, I was fine with the Padres not bringing back Josh Bell if it's going to be for $33 million over two years. He hit over or he hit under 200 with the Padres, and I know he was with a, a trade and slumps happened, and it was a small sample size. And, you know, the DH thing, he can play DH and play first, and he can switch hit. Like, that's appealing. You can make the argument for Josh Bell, but it really seems like these the first base market, it was set with Abreu getting all that money. Um, it's just not as strong. Once you got past Rizzo and Abreu, it's just not strong. And the Padres are sitting there probably saying, hey, I, I don't feel like overpaying for anyone in this first base market. And that's why they're in on Bogarts. It's like, I don't want to give a short-term deal, two-year deal, and overpay for those two years for someone. Why not just go spend on the best guys available and you have an all-star and Jake Cronenworth go play first base? And if we're really going all in here, we really want to win. Our best offense is with getting one of the shortstops. It's not with Josh Bell, right? So... I was fine with Josh Bell going to Cleveland. Uh, I wish him well. Um, seems like a good dude. But he did not perform up to, I think, the level of expectations Padre fans had of him um, in his time with the Padres. And the good news here with Josh Bell going to Cleveland is Brandon Jury is still available on the market. Um, I want to bring Brandon Jury back. It's probably going to take two years, though, just like Josh Bell. It's not going to take – I'd be very surprised if it takes $16 million a year, though. I don't think that's what's going to happen. Um, for me, based on the market, I could see him getting two for 24, like $12 million a year, two for 20, $10 million a year, something like that. And if I were the Padres, I mean, I don't think you go get Drury before you get – or before the shortstop uh, situation has – you know, solved itself um, because I think the Padres should be in on the shortstops. Like, Turi Turner, I think, is going to get the most money out of all these shortstops. I don't think a team is going to top $342 million. Now, the money he got was three hundred, but I'm talking about the biggest offer. The Padres won the Trey Turner sweepstakes based on the money, right? That's what I'm basing it off of when I'm saying I don't think anyone's going to top Trey Turner. I don't think someone's going to top 342 million. So the Padres, what I'm saying there is they have that money. They they have, they will have the money to go get whatever shortstop they want. I, I do believe that. So again, if, if they want to go all in here for these next two years, when it's guaranteed that Juan Soto is a Padre, go get a shortstop. Cause that's the best offensive players that are left on the market. It's not Brandon Nimmo. It's not Brandon jury. It's not Will Myers. It's not Brandon Belt. It's not Yuli Gurriel. It's it's not Dom Smith. Uh, it's not 
Michael Brantley. Michael Brantley's great, but Bogarts is better as an overall player. Carlos Correa is better, right? Um, and Brantley is coming off the shoulder. I, I'd love to have Brantley, but uh, he is not better than Bogarts. He's not better than Correa. Um, and there's there's other names too, like Luke Voigt, right? Padre fans want to bring him up. I don't think they'll bring him back. Um, I think he'll get a starting job elsewhere probably. So, look, you want your best lineup? You go get a shortstop. You go get the best available. You make this like the NBA, and you just go get the best talent, and you find the position for them when you acquire them. Right. So that's the Josh Bell thing there, my thoughts on that. Already hit on Senga. Already hit on uh, Heaney. Kind of. I mean, the, the Rangers rotation is really good. Or at least that's what it is on paper. I know they had a good rotation on paper a couple years back, and it ended up not being a really good rotation. Uh, you know, with Kluber and who else did they have? I forget who else they had. Or Kyle Gibson, I think, was in that rotation. It didn't work out. So just because it's good on paper doesn't mean it's going to work out. But the Padres rotation seems pretty good on paper right now, especially if they had another really quality starter. It was good on paper last year, and what happened? It was good. So hopefully that happens for the Padres in 2023. Um, I'm seeing this on MLB Trade Rumors. Rangers have met with Carlos Rodon since signing Jacob deGrom. Now this was written today, earlier today, before Andrew Heaney was signed. So I don't expect them to go get Carlos Rodon after signing DeGrom and just giving Haney that money. Um, but, I mean, credit credit to the Rangers. They made the pitching their priority after having the big offseason with Seager and Semyon, right? They made the pitching the priority, and uh, they overpaid for DeGrom, but if you don't try to overpay for guys, you're going to finish in second place. I'm sure if you talk to baseball people, that's what they will tell you. Like, if you want to really get a big free agent, you're going to have to overpay because guess what? Agents, they are going to go from one team to the next and say, hey, you want this guy? Well, this team just offered this. You're going to have to up your offer, and it's just going to keep increasing, right? It's just going to keep going up. This Aaron Judge thing, the Yankees was eight years, 300. That's what we heard from passing. And now the Giants, it's 360. And then Heyman says it appears that Judge is going to be heading to the Giants. And then he uh, took that back seven minutes later. And that probably was because the Yankees got in there and said, no, we're going to talk with Judge still. We got to talk here. Or maybe the Padres got in there and said, no, we're going to talk here. We don't know if the Padres are involved, but A.J. Preller, he did not say no when I asked him earlier today in person here at the winter meetings if the Padres were interested in Aaron Judge. He, he, he tried to joke around and say, who's that? Uh, and then said, I never talk about other players. Like, it's easy to say no, right? I ask you the question, A.J., are the Padres interested? Have you expressed interest in Aaron Judge? It's easy to just say, no, we haven't, right? Because that ends it right there. 
You don't have to answer questions anymore about it. You haven't expressed interest. You're not getting them. Okay. I think the fan base would be, maybe someone would be irritated because they didn't get Turner and we know that they have $342 million. But if you say no, it's like, okay, well, they're focused on other things. We do have the Juan Soto extension to worry about, right? But when you don't say no and you say, I I don't talk about other players, it leaves the door open, right? You didn't say no. Now, he didn't say yes either, but uh, if he said yes, it's probably going to be made more than what it is. Maybe it was due due diligence if the answer is yes, right? But what I took from it, I'm trying to be optimistic here, and I took from it is he did not say no when I asked him about Aaron Judge. Um, Now, by the time the podcast listeners are listening to this, maybe Judge is on the Yankees or maybe he's on the Giants. Uh, Maybe he's on another team. Some mystery team came in. Uh, But I would expect that you hear a report, regardless of where Judge signs, that the Padres at least expressed interest in him at some point. Uh, I don't know if they're going to meet with him or I don't know if you're going to see a report that they met with him, but I think that you'll see that they were interested in him or they, they did, they checked in with, uh, I think Paige Odo is his name, judge's agent. I think you'll see them reports come out that they, Hey, they checked in with Aaron judge's representation. Um, anything else? Pirates won the draft lottery. They're, pick number one that was the first draft lottery ever uh that was part of the new cba that happened today at like 5 30 i think it was downstairs Um, i'm on the second level right now by the way here at the grand hyatt for the winter meetings if you're just joining Um, so that's why you don't see the normal background Um, i am just in this uh hotel space here it's pretty quiet because all the radio shows are gone because the radio shows aren't on the air right now. Um, so today, or like right now, it's like the perfect time to be doing this because it's quiet. And maybe some news comes down. Who knows? I mean, I'm, I'm open to staying on here. As long as you guys have questions or comments, I'll stay on here because it feels like something's going to go down. I mean, it's Tuesday night at the winter meetings. Usually something big happens. Uh, Monday, it's the first full day. Teams are dodging interest, but today, today's the last full day. Tomorrow, teams are going to be leaving probably in the afternoon because the Wolf 5 draft is at 2, and some teams aren't even interested in that because they're not going to go take a guy from another team and put him on the roster for the full season. You know? Um, the Rangers, they're having a press conference for DeGrom on Thursday according to Scott Miller of, I think he writes for Bleacher Report or New York Times, wherever you, where, whatever he writes for. Uh, so they're, they're probably getting out of here. So this is the last night. Maybe you see something come down 10 or 11 tonight. Uh, if so, I'll obviously have my reaction to it. Um, John Heyman last night, it was late last night, where he said that the twins were meeting together about Carlos Correa. And he's like their number one priority. So things happen here late at night. You have teams going out to dinner. Uh, Maybe some teams staying in, but some teams go out to dinner and they talk there. Um, So 
We'll see what happens. I guess Nelson Cruz made some comments about Fernando Tatis Jr. I'll have to look at that. While I look that up, I'll get to the chat here. Uh, first question says Edward. This is from Edward. Um, you asked us at six thirty-five. It's seven eighteen. So. I apologize. I'm way behind on the chat, but I just wanted to get all my news and my notes and my thoughts out from the day that happened here at the winter meetings before I got into your questions. Uh, breaking news from Ken Rosenthal. The Phillies are at it again, closing in on a deal with free agent left-handed reliever Matt Strom, former Padre. The Phillies, they are not happy that they lost the World Series. They are going all in. Props to them. Uh, it sucks that they're in the National League because they're going to be a threat, but maybe they're like the Dodgers and they have all this talent and it goes to waste in the postseason because they don't get hot during that series. You know, we'll see. Uh, but having Harper back at some point next year for them, they'll have Sir Anthony Dominguez, I think, still under contract. Uh, they have Wheeler and Nola in the rotation, obviously. They have Taiwan Walker as their three starter. Ranger Suarez was a pretty good three starter for them. Now he'll be like a four starter. Maybe they bring in another starter, uh, adding Matt Strom to the bullpen who he can be effective. I think when he's used correctly, he can be effective as we saw at points with the Padres, you know, him staying healthy is, um, obviously something that is important, right? So I think that's a good move for the Phillies. I don't know what the money is about that, but Ken Rosenthal I guess he's probably down in the lobby right now. He is saying that the Matt, uh, that Matt Strom going to the Phillies, closing in on a deal there. Uh, Edward, getting back to your question there, asked, do you think Judge will sign with the Giants? My gut tells me that the Yankees don't allow that to happen, but I guess my gut is more on the side of Hal Steinbrenner not wanting it to happen because he doesn't want the negative press and he doesn't want the negative fan reaction and to lose fan attendance. If I were to think from like Brian Cashman's view, I would say, yeah, he goes to the Giants because the Giants just overpay for the guy. They say, F this. They go overpay for him, give him like $400 million. If the Yankees improve their offer to like 380 or 390 and Brian Cashman's like, hell, no, don't do this. This guy is not going to age well. You're going to be paying him $40 million when he's 40. Don't do this. Um, we cannot act emotionally here. We can go fill the hole and, you know, still be a contender in the AL. And we saw with the Phillies this year and our Padres, as, as long as you get hot, that's all that matters in the postseason. You got to get there. Uh, and with the expanded postseason, if, they, if the Yankees don't get judged, yeah, he was the MVP. Like, he carried them last year, but they can still have a good offseason. I don't know if you can call it successful because you lost Judge if you're the Yankees if he does go to the Giants, uh, but they could still have, I think, a solid offseason if they don't get Judge, if they go get outfielders uh, and they bring in some bats and they go get a starting pitcher. I, I heard today, didn't John Heyman report today about Rodon, or maybe it was Joel Sherman, about um, Rodon coming up frequently in conversations, you know, with the Yankees and stuff. 
So, like, there's other ways for the Yankees to have a good offseason, even if they don't get judged. But the offseason is going to be judged, no pun intended, the offseason is going to be judged on if they get judge or not, right? If they retain judge or not. If you ask reporters, they'll probably say he ends up with the Giants, but I just don't think that Hal Steinbrenner allows that to happen. John Heyman, he probably got sources that told him, by the way, earlier today, that he's going to the to the Giants. Like, he's not going to give the Yankees the, the last chance offer. John didn't say that, but I assume that's probably what the source said. Um, and it was probably a Yankee source because he came back seven minutes later and said, oh, no, well, the Giants, they, what do you say? The Giants, let me look, let me make, I want to quote him correctly. He said, the Giants say they have not heard on Aaron Judge. This was seven minutes after he jumped the gun on it and said that it appears Judge is going to the Giants. So he probably checked in with a Giants source and he was like, oh, crap. Uh, he has not made his decision yet. So the Yankees were probably like, oh, man, yeah, he's probably going to the Giants here. But then they stepped in and said, no, 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 give Judge a phone call again. Hal probably did that and said, we're talking. We cannot lose you. Let's let's keep on negotiating. So long, uh, long answer, but short. Uh, I'll make it a short answer here. Just in summary, I think Judge still goes back to the Yankees. But Yankee fans definitely got a heart attack today when uh, they saw – John Heyman tweet out that Aaron Judge was appearing to go to the Yankees, right? Okay, I'll get to the chat here again. Um, but there is new articles out from AC and Jeff Sanders. So I'm going to scroll through them here live and just tell you what it says. Uh, Padres evidently in the mix for Kodai Senga and have been linked to other free agent starters, so that's kind of broad. We knew they were interested in Senga. We know they're interested in starting pitching, but he doesn't give AC and Sanders, they didn't give names to actual starting pitchers. Um, let's see what else it says. It says Padres want to find pitchers in their system that can be reliable options on at least a semi-regular basis. So that's also a broad statement. Um, oh, yeah, Yoshida. That's another news thing that happened today. Uh, Masataka Yoshida, he's an outfielder, power-hitting outfielder. He was posted today um, from the Nippon Professional Baseball League. Um and so he can sign with the major league team. It has to be by 5 p.m. on January 20th, according to this article. There is a posting fee, it looks like, of like 20% um, if it's over $25 million, which I would assume that's what it's going to be. It, it would be more than that. Um, I don't know if the Padres are interested in him. I haven't heard anything about the Padres being interested in Yoshida, but that's another option out there. And I believe he's a Boris client because Boris was uh, trying to prop him up today during his media circus. Um, I don't know if you guys saw this, but go look at my Twitter. 
at Talking Friars. Um, look at how many reporters were there at the Boris thing today. Like, it was packed. And there were it was so packed that you couldn't even hear what Boris was saying. Only some people could. Um, so, yeah, that, that was weird. That was, uh, well, not weird, but they literally sit there, all of these reporters, there's like more than 50 of them probably, sitting there and listening to Boris just mention just a bunch of puns about his players. Like he, he talked about San Diego and mentioned like Midway and their interest in Bogarts and uh, talking about SeaWorld in there uh, and Preller, the Potters are known to make a splash, get it with like, you know, SeaWorld and stuff like just making puns all over the place. And, and the reporters actually care what Boris says somehow. Um, I don't, but that was, uh, I, I'd never been to a Boris um, media circus in person before. So that was interesting. Uh, Preller looks like he commented about Yoshida today. Um, says it's a plate discipline hitter, hitter that gives you a really quality at bat and then has power as well. It's a corner player. It's probably more left field. Yeah, I think we're very aware. We've got a lot of information and evaluations on him. We'll see where it goes. So, yeah, okay, maybe they are interested in him. He's probably interested in every free agent out there to some degree. Some degrees are bigger than others. I wouldn't think they wind up with him. I just haven't heard anything about the Padres' interest in him. But there have been times where they've been interested in someone. We just didn't know until after the fact, right, where it was like all of a sudden they acquired this guy. It's like, holy crap, that just happened, you know. Um, Hugh Darvish, he is going to be pitching for Japan in the World Baseball Classic. I'm fine with that. Um, he's a veteran. He knows how to take care of his health. He's pitched in the WBC before. It's those guys that are younger, uh, guys that don't have a track record of staying healthy in the big leagues for you know consecutive years or for at least the majority of seasons that go and pitch in these things. And it's like, why are we doing this? Do you need to? If I were in their spot, yeah, I'd love to represent my country, but do you need to do this? Can you just go as like a uh, someone that comes in and pitches for an inning instead of five? You know, can you do that? And maybe there's some pitchers that will do that, but there's probably a roster limit, like a number of players, uh, a roster limit. So Mark DeRosa, who I spoke to today, he probably – doesn't want to be filling his roster with pitchers that gonna are going to have like limits on them. And, and the manager of that team is going to say, Hey, d only allow this guy to pitch like two innings at a time, right? He wants starters that will pitch. So that's why you're not seeing some of these big names pitch for team USA uh, because they know that their teams aren't going to allow them to go long outings. Um, that's why you're seeing, Who's on the Team USA roster right now? I mean, I saw, was it earlier this week or this past weekend? Um, what's his name? The Rock, Kyle Freeland. He's on the Team USA roster. Like, it, he's not the best starting pitcher out there, right? We know that. He was slamming the dugout earlier this year. Um, pitchers are usually the last ones to agree to that sort of stuff because of health. 
So we'll see what happens there. But Darvish, according to reports, he is going to be joining Team Japan. Uh, and Ha Sung Kim is going to be playing for South Korea. Or he'll, it is believed he'll play for South Korea. Uh, Robert Suarez will play for Venezuela. Manny and Soto will play for the Dominican Republic. The Padres are going to have more players on the Dominican Republic than Team USA, probably. Maybe Musgrove decides to pitch for Team USA. Um, but that's probably going to be the Padres' only guy. I mean, maybe Nick Martinez, but that would probably be one of the last options uh, that Tigro wants to pick, but we'll see. Uh, AC says, multiple reports said the team's offer to Turner was $342 million over 11 years. So they, they probably talked with Turner's agent, Jeff Berry, and Berry said the Phillies are offering, offering 11 years. And so the Padres said, all right, we'll give you 11 years. We'll match that. We'll give you more money because of the taxes. And we know you want to be on the East Coast. We'll give you more money. And he said, okay, I'm still going to the Phillies. He still picked the Phillies over the Padres. I think that's his wife talking there, you know. His wife from New Jersey wants to be on the East Coast. Um, I mean, he likes Kevin Long, who's the hitting coach. Um, he gets to be teammates again with Bryce Harper. So I'm sure he likes that that aspect of it. You know, the Phillies just made it to the World Series. They're not going to be a crappy team. But usually money talks in free agency. I mean, he's still got $300 million. Like, he's still good for life. Uh, and so are his children and his grandchildren. But when you're offered $40 million more than another team, usually you take that offer. So my view on this is kind of like screw Trey Turner. Like he was on the Dodgers and then he doesn't want to be with the Padres despite them offering him more money. All right, screw him then. You know, let's go get someone that wants to be here. If Xander Bogarts wants to be here, I want him. If Correa doesn't want to be here and Bogart doesn't want to be here, but Swanson does, I want him. I want guys that are bought in and want to be on the San Diego Padres. Like, that's what we want. Juan Soto wants to be on the Padres, at least for the next two years, right? We want guys that want to be here. I don't want to be signing people that don't want to be there, really, and they only came because of the money. No, the Padres are trying to win. We want people that are committed, and that will go above and beyond to get some work in, you know, and, and get better and continue to improve. Um, Padres will not be in the draft lottery. Again, I'm just kind of recapping this latest Union Tribune article that just got published. Um, Pirates got the number one pick, as I said. They will be picking 27th uh, based on the order uh, of how they got eliminated. 27th. The Padres are usually picking in the top 10, right? Gore and Quantrill, right? Um, so I'm not used to seeing the Padres, you know, they're on the draft board, 27 next to their logo. Like, that'll be weird. But it, it'll be a good weird, right? Um, okay, a lot of people in chat here. I appreciate everyone for being here. If I'm talking slowly, it's because I'm just trying to 
catch up on these Union Tribune articles that are being published as I'm talking. Uh, Nelson Cruz, I guess, made some comments about Tatis. I did see Nelson Cruz today in the lobby. CeCe Sabathio is here. Um, Jose Batista has been here for the last few days. Let's see what Cruz has said or what he said today. Um, yeah, this was today at the winter meetings. Uh, he said about Tatis, quote, you have to do it the right way after that, about the suspension. Uh, even when you're doing good, there's going to be a question mark about it. That's what it is. That's life. You make a mistake, you have to embrace it. Yeah, and it seems like Tatis has embraced it. And I think when he comes back and you have a, you know, all these ballparks uh, booing him and all that, I think that he is going to thrive off of that. And I think Padre fans will cheer for Fernando when he is in the batter's box uh, because they see the rest of the baseball world going against him. And so it's like it's, it's, it's us against the world kind of mentality. Like I, I don't like what Fernando did, obviously. Um, he let down the Padres. I think they would have had a better chance of winning the World Series and getting to the World Series uh, than they did without him, obviously. Like, this guy is a an amazing player. Um, but he is a, he's a Padre. Like, I'm going to root for the guy. He can help the Padres win. I want the Padres to win. So if someone can help the Padres win, I want them to be on the team. Um Nelson Cruz also said, to move on, you have to understand that people will have judgment about it. You can't control what other people think. You just try to keep moving forward. Um, he was a huge piece of the team. It definitely hurts that he's not with us. Uh, we all understand the process, and we have to respect that. Oh, that's him talking about Tatis not being able to participate in the World Baseball Classic with the Dominican Republic because of the suspension. Uh, you have to go and play. That's the only thing you can do. Be the best player from now on. Be the best person, too. That's the only thing you can control. He's a really young guy. He's just a baby. His his career just started. Imagine if he has an incredible 15-year career. He's the only one who can control what's going on after this. Yeah, that's true. I mean, this. I don't think this should define his career. I mean, if like he's never the same player again, then maybe it will define his career. But if he goes and has like this like Hall of Fame career, I don't know if he gets into the Hall of Fame because people are going to remember this moment and they're going to always associate. He will always be associated by a portion of baseball fans as a cheater, someone that was trying to get back from injury sooner uh, and you know, someone that, Got caught, right? Uh, but if he has this great career, doesn't cheat again, he's this great human being, great teammate, um, people in San Diego will love him, and he'll be a legend, and he can be a, um, I don't know about a statue guy, but definitely a Padres Hall of Fame guy, definitely, and someone who will be on the National Baseball Hall of Fame ballot at some point if he has that great 15-year career after this, like Nelson Cruz uh, proposed in that hypothetical uh, in these quotes to the San Diego Union Tribune today. Um, Cruz has talked to Tatis 
uh, talking about life and baseball. Um, I'm just kind of scrolling through this piece here. Yeah, that's pretty much all he said. Okay. All right, let's get back to the chat. Sorry, that 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 cruise piece didn't really pay off there. I thought he was going to say something else. Okay, let's go back up here and get to this chat. Oh, Jack asks, yo, who was giving you crap about asking Preller? Was it anyone important? No, it wasn't like some like big like personalities or something like that. But no, it's just Padres fans. Um, just people that like to drag other people um, and people that are looking for things to get mad at other people about. Um, look, I'm someone that's a diehard Padres fan, and I'm someone that wants to find out things that Padres fans are interested in. I'm not someone that uh, is only looking for attention, like my own attention. I'm doing this for Padres fans. Like, if you go look at my Twitter account, my social media, I post stuff that has nothing to do with me and my content and my thoughts. I post that stuff on my Twitter. Per Kevin AC, this was said. Per Dennis Lynn, this was said. Per Buster Only, this was said. So it's all in one spot. Because I know Padres fans, they're not focused on the team 24-7. They have jobs, right? So you can go to one spot and find all of this. Like, I do this because I love the Padres. Like, I don't do this. I don't lie on videos or make, uh, make things up, make, like, thumbnails up and say people are – Front, front front runners for a player when no one has said that they're front runners for that player. I don't make things up. Um, I report on, or not report, but I give my thoughts on things that are being reported. I um, put everything that's being reported on social media for people to see in case they missed it. There's some people that don't want to pay for the Union Tribune. There's some people that don't want to pay for the Athletic. And so I know that's a long answer, uh, but yeah, there were there were some fans that were like saying that I was stalking Preller when he was literally just doing an interview in the lobby of the hotel, and I was standing in the lobby of the hotel and saw him. Uh, so yeah, I, I'm not paying attention to them, but yeah, people were giving me some crap about it. But look, I'm just trying to do things that I think the Padre or, uh, that I think Padres fans. Are interested in knowing and all I saw on social media today was Aaron Judge stuff and the Padres fans wanting Aaron Judge and Padres fans saying oh they spent 342 or they are willing to spend 342 million dollars on Trey Turner go spend that on Aaron Judge you have no excuse Padre fans were saying you have no excuse to not offer a bunch of money to Aaron Judge so I wanted to go find out if they're interested. Talk to the guy himself. I know there are people that don't want to do that. There are people that probably are afraid of asking him directly of that and stuff. But look, I'm not afraid to do that. I just go up and talk to people. Like, they're, they're humans too, you know? Uh, I probably went off on a tangent there. Sorry. But I guess that's just my answer to that question, Jack. 
Luis says, just imagine Machado, Tatis, Soto, Kim, Cronenworth, Aaron Judge. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, it would be a stacked freaking lineup. Yeah, I mean, all those names you mentioned, yeah, that would be great. Uh, and positionally, Aaron Judge is a fit, right? Corner outfield, he wants to win, I would think. He, just, he was just playing on the Yankees, um, so he's probably used to making the postseason. Um, so I, I assume he wants to be on a winner. He wants the roster to be built around him. And if he comes to the Padres, you have a team that's trying to win. You have a lot of support around you in the lineup. Um, I mean, the Padres need a corner outfielder. Like, positionally, it's a fit. I just don't know if the Padres are in love with Aaron Judge like they were in love with Trey Turner. They were in love with Trey Turner. They gave him more money than anyone. They were in love with him. They were fully prepared to have three shortstops on the roster, Kim, Tatis, and Turner, and they were prepared to offer a giant extension on top of having these three $300-plus million contracts. They were prepared to offer that big extension to Soto with Turner on the team, right? Because you don't give up all of that stuff in a Juan Soto deal to let him walk in favor of Trey Turner, right? I'd rather have Soto long-term than Trey Turner. Maybe that's just me, but I'd rather have Soto long-term. Um, he's one of the greatest hitters that I've ever seen. And uh, Trey Turner, yeah, he's a great player, but he's not one of the greatest hitters I've ever seen. Um, but yeah, yeah, if they got Aaron Judge, that would be uh, that would be the story of the offseason. The Padres just spending boatloads of money and beating out the Yankees and beating out his hometown team. Like, that would be a huge story. I don't see that happening. I think that's a long shot. That's a longer shot than uh, Bogarts or Correa probably, but they have the money. They're willing to spend the money. But it has to be on someone that they love. I don't know if they love Aaron Judge. Just telling you, I have not seen a report that says they love Aaron Judge. You know? Uh, don't see any updates, no like additional moves yet. So let me continue with the chat here. Again, Tuesday at the winter meetings. If you're just tuning in here, I am live at the winter meetings in San Diego. Day three. Some people are going to say that it's day two, but it's technically day three because Sunday was the start of it. They had the Hall of Fame announcement then. You had MLB Network here. You had people arriving here. I was here on Sunday. There was Monday and then Tuesday, so it's it's day three. Sorry about the spam there in the chat. Let me block those people. Uh, Sam brings up a good point about Conforto. He's another guy that I, I did not mention earlier. Uh, maybe he's a one-year deal guy. Maybe it's a multi-year. Um, it feels like he's going to be like Bellinger, where it's like a prove-it thing, coming off of either an injury or a bad year. For Conforto, it was the injury. Prove it for one year, and then go out and get a bigger deal the next year in free agency. The Padres could do that. Uh, depending on what the market is for Conforto, like if it comes down. But it feels like Conforto is going to get like $15 million for at least one year, I would think. So we'll see. 
But I agree. Uh, he says, sign Bogarts, Conforto, and Avaldi. I mean, I'd be on board with that. Um, I don't know about Avaldi. He has had some real injury issues, especially after that World Series where he threw out his arm, essentially, in that bullpen game. But, uh, yeah, I'd, I'd be interested in Bogarts and Conforto. Uh, sign Conforto, see what he can do. Left-handed hitter. I think they need left-handed hitters in their lineup. Uh, you look at the lineup right now, there's, what, three? Soto, Grisham, and Cronenworth. The rest are righties. So the Padres want some balance there, right? I know Melvin likes to do the right-left-right as much as he can. Uh, is there validity behind the discussions of us shifting focus to judge? I think there is. I mean, again, when I spoke to Preller today for, you know, briefly like 10 seconds, whatever the Padres PR guy allowed me to do, um, he didn't say no when I asked, have you expressed interest in judge? He did not say no. He said, I don't, I, I, I never talk about other players. Um, so that's not a no. It would have been much easier for him to just say no, right? That's a one-word answer instead of a whole sentence. But So I, I think there is some validity. Sorry, that's a hard word to say. I think there is some to, uh, validity to those discussions. I don't think that they should be like thought of as like the favorites. I still think it's Yankees versus the Giants. But I, I'd be shocked if there's – uh, no report out saying that they did some due diligence on Judge once they missed out on Trey Turner. They may, they, I'm sure they did due diligence, due diligence on Judge before today or before yesterday when Turner went to the Phillies. Yeah, Joe asked, are you at the winter meeting still? Yes, I am. Uh, someone brings up Byron Buxton from Minnesota. You want Byron Buxton? I'd love that Buxton too, if he could stay healthy. One and and two, the Twins signed him to an extension. He is the face of their franchise. They're not trading Byron Buxton to the Padres, especially in that division. Like that division is wide open. Like the Guardians are probably the favorite. The White Sox are talented, but uh, the Twins they can still win the division. They're not trading Byron Buxton to the Padres. Christopher Wright says, come on, Ben, announce Senga. Let's go. I wish I – I mean, I don't, I don't have sources. Uh, I was there. I don't have credentials, but Joel Wolf, Senga's agent, was just talking on the second level here where we can walk around. And so I listened to him talk about Senga and how he – about the five, six-year thing. He wants to be on a winner. Like, he wants to win now. Um, that's Those are his priorities. The, the length and then wanting to win. So I heard that, but that's all I have about Senga. Um, I mean, we're hearing, you know, Heyman and other reporters, you know, saying that there's a lot of teams interested. It feels like the Padres won't end up with him just because of how many teams are interested and maybe a team overpays, kind of like the Cubs overpaid for, say, Suzuki last year in free agency. Uh, which ended up working out well for the Padres, at least for 2022. Maybe it doesn't work out for the next four years, but 2022's sake it did. 
Um, I mean, Senga, I'd love to have him. He is a he's pro is he the best remaining starting pitcher? Maybe you put Bassett ahead of that. I mean, is he the best remaining starting pitcher other than Rodon? That's I guess that's what I should say. Because Rodon is the best, I think. And then is it between Senga and Bassett for the best starting pitcher after that? Probably. But yeah, I I wish Senga would sign. It feels like it's gonna take time. Like Joe Wolf, Senga's agent, was saying, with Senga, he's going to know when the time is right. It's not, um, he's not rushed. He's going to feel like it's going to be a feel thing. That's when he'll make his decision, if that makes sense. Yeah, there's people in the chat here saying no WBC for any of our pitchers. I definitely understand why you, you don't want that. And I, I'm fine. Like, I'm going to root for the USA hard. Uh, and they're going to have talent, right? It's the USA. They're going to have talent. The Dominican's probably going to be favored to win the tournament. Um, I'm fine with the Padres if they don't have any representatives. Like, it's not like Manny didn't win the MVP or something. Like, if they don't have any representatives, then that means that the pitching staff's going to be healthy going into spring training. That's what I want, right? I care more about the Padres winning than the USA in the WBC, right? Just like in soccer, right? I care more about the San Diego Wave than I do about the U.S. Women's National Team. Now, I care about the U.S. Women's National Team um, a lot. I mean, I follow them a lot. But the Wave are San Diego, right? I'm San Diego. I'm here in San Diego. We're San Diego. So I care about that team more than the national team. Um, I can't relate to men's soccer. I don't even really follow men's soccer. I, I was watching the World Cup. Uh, with USA, but I don't watch men's soccer, so I can't make that comparison. HH4 says Stammen, baby. Oh, boy. Yeah, um, there was that report out like last week, right, that the Padres are likely going to bring Stammen back. Why would I? I don't get that. Kelly says, give me Michael Brantley as DH. I agree. He is a pure hitter, and you're getting power back in Tatis in the lineup, right? If they bring in Bogarts, there's some power there. They bring in Correa, there's some power there. So get me a pure hitter as the DH? Yeah, give me that. And I would think Brantley will stay healthy for 2023. There were some teammates that were saying, don't be surprised if that if looked absolutely jacked going into spring training because he was hurt, right? So he wasn't, the wear and tear wasn't getting to him, you know, with baseball activities. Dan asks, is weather's already done, washed out? I don't think the Padres believe he is washed out or done, but his stock plummeted. Like if you're going to talk about trades um, for starting pitchers on the market, like uh, Corbin Burns, I mean, Brandon Woodruff, like the Brewers say that they're not trading them, but just throwing out names, right? You throw out names. Um, Ryan Weathers is not going to be included in those conversations probably if you're the other team because he shouldn't be, you know, at the forefront of those conversations. Maybe you add him in as a throw-in, but he did not pitch well in AAA this past season. The Padres, they can't trust him to be, 
a five starter option. So if a team is trading someone for Ryan Weathers, uh, wait, hang on, let me rephrase that. If a team, yeah, no, if a team is trading for Ryan Weathers and they're trading away some someone from their major league staff, major league roster, you want Ryan Weathers to be someone that you can rely upon to make starts at the big league level. And you can't do that with Weathers right now, at least on a contender. I don't know if he's, it's hard to say he's washed when he's still like in his prime years, right? How old old? he is 22. Like he's not washed. This isn't a 40 year old, 40 year old we're talking about here. Um, But his stock has plummeted. I'll say that. Uh, Big Island Bum says, joining late, any legit chance AJ goes for Judge? I think he's interested, but I don't think that they're going to land him. Kelly says, let's take note, Tatis had the same surgery Bellinger did, and he became trash, so we don't know which Tatis we're going to get. That's kind of, I, mean, I guess that's fair, but I would say, and maybe this is a biased Padre fan, but... I'm saying that Tatis is a better player than Cody Bellinger is. He's a better all-around player than Cody Bellinger is. And Bellinger's swing was already unique before the surgery, and it looked it looked effed up during the season. He just looked lost. Tatis's swing looks more like a normal swing uh, with the normal leg kick and all that, right? He's not all the way up here, and then he, you know, has uh, – just a weird stride, right? It's 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 more of a regular swing. So I don't know if that's an apples to apples comparison. I mean, it's it's a comparison. You know, the same shoulder surgery. I, I get it, but I think Tatis is a better player, and I think that his swing is probably better, um, better fit to come back from a shoulder surgery than Cody Bellinger's swing. A lot of people want Judge. I mean, I want Judge too, but I, I don't think that he will age very well the back half of the contract, but I'd be hypocritical there if I want to bring up that and ride that point home. Like, if they don't get Judge, I'll probably ride that point home and be like, okay, here's the optimistic side, right? But I'm sitting here now, and I'm like saying, we got to go get this top starting pitcher. Let's go get, let's go pay for these bats, right? You just offered Trey Turner $342 million. Let's go for it. Okay, then I can't sit here and say, let's not go sign in judge because I'm worried about what happens in 2027, right? The team that gets him is paying for what – they're paying for the first, like, five years of the contract, you know? So, yeah, I'd like to have Aaron Judge on the team. He would definitely provide some power. He is a corner bat, and what do the Padres need? They need a corner bat. Uh, someone asks, have you met Jeff Passan yet? I did, and he blew me off, kind of. Um, well, not blew me off. He He's busy. And so maybe I will have him on the show at a later date. He's checking with ESPN on it. And I gave him my email, and so maybe something happens with that. 
we'll see. Yes, I have met Jeff, but he was busy. I did talk to Ken Rosenthal. For anyone that did not see that, that is on the YouTube channel. Um, I talked to him on Sunday. He, he, he talked about the pitching market and if the Padres are maybe in it for Rodon. He talked about Trey Turner as well before the Trey Turner signing happened yesterday. So go listen to that if you want to. Michael says the Padres will take a five a rule five player. I don't think so. That was like 2017, 2018, AJ Preller, when you had the roster spots. You were just trying to fill out the roster. So it was like, okay, yeah, why not? Let's go, let's go draft a rule five guy. Who was, I'm trying to think, was it Buddy, what's his name? Buddy Reed? Is that is that what his name was? I think he was a rule five guy. Buddy Reed, I think, was a rule five guy. No, no, no. He was drafted by the Padres. Okay. Hang on. Let me look up some Rule 5 draft picks that the Padres have made in the past. It's not really showing up here. Uh, Let's go 2019. Didn't pick anyone. 2018. Didn't pick anyone. 2017. Wait, 2017 didn't pick anyone? Oh, that's what it was. That's the guy I was thinking of. Alan Cordoba. 2016. Like that, that was 20. That's a 2016 move, right? You're trying to build out your roster where. Now, you're trying to build your roster with big-time bats, right? If someone's being exposed to the Rule 5 draft, they're not a big-time bat. You're not, you don't want to waste a roster spot on them, and you have to keep them on your roster the whole season, or you have to just give them back to that team. Um, and there's a lot of the off-season remaining. So if the Rule 5 draft happened like before spring training, like right before spring training, that probably would have worked. That would have made more sense. But for the fact that it's happening now, the offseason isn't over. There's a lot of outfielders available. So to go take a Rule 5 guy and you have to have him on the roster, that's taking up a roster spot that you could use for a starting pitcher. You could use for another reliever. You could use for a big bat, right? So um, I don't think AJ picks a Rule 5 guy. Dan says Correa back to Minnesota. This is what he thinks is going to happen. That's the Twins' top priority. Uh, did you see? Oh, did he see the new uniform design? Uh, yuck! Rethink it. Um, Scott Service, Mariners manager, just walked by. Sorry, I was distracted there. Um, yeah, the Minnesota Twins. I mean, I actually like their uniforms. I don't like the M on their hat. Uh, I think that ruins it. It looks kind of like the Miami Marlins, but I like their new logo. I like the home uniform. I like the cream uh, home alternate. I think that's what it is. And I like the pinstripe uniform. I think the 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 road pinstripe alternate where they have the blue top and they have the pinstripes down. I, I could do without that one. 
and the M hat. I think that ruins it. Um, that jersey. You just have just go with that same hat the whole th- way through, and that makes the whole uniform hat combination a lot better. Uh, but Korea back to Minnesota. I mean, the Twins seem motivated to bring Korea back. If they don't bring them back, I mean, does Bogarts want to go to Minnesota? Probably not. Um, does Dansby want to go to Minnesota over just going back to Atlanta? Probably not. The Braves are going to be a contender. Minnesota's not guaranteed to be a contender, you know? If they're contending, it's probably because Byron Buxton is healthy. Like, that's probably a big reason why. And he just hasn't stayed healthy consistently, right? Um, Correa, if he if, if the Twins give him $300 million, yeah, he'll probably go back there, right? Um, but I, I don't think he will go back there. They'll probably go pick. They'll probably go get a smaller name, I would think. Unless there's, like, no market or the Twins are the only team willing to pay Correa a bunch of money. I mean, we know Boris, right? He's going to try to get more money than Turner received. He's going to try to get more than the $300 million. So we'll see. Um, We'll see if he gets his wish. We'll see if he gets what he's trying to demand. Michael says, Giants are not a playoff team right now. Giants are aging and soon have to rebuild. Not sure Judge wants to be a part of a rebuild project. That's the argument for the Yankees, probably. That's that, or that's the argument they're using. That's probably the argument the Padres are using if they're having any conversation with Aaron Judge. Um, the Giants, I think they could be a playoff team with the expanded playoffs if they go add starting pitching. And uh, they brought in Mitch Hanniger. Like, if they go add starting pitching, maybe some relievers, like, there's definitely work to do there, but they can be a playoff team if they add Judge and get starting pitching, I think. Um, and they are aging, but they are trying to bring in some guys, some younger guys, uh, because Crawford is going to be leaving after this season and Brandon Belt's a free agent, right? So they are trying to bring in some younger talent. They have Mike Yastrzemski still there. Uh, I think Jock is still there, right? He took the qualifying offer. Um, so there's still some talent there, but there are holes there. They have they have a lot of work to do to be playoff contenders. But if Judge is signing somewhere or when he signs somewhere, it's going to be a long-term deal, right? So he's not thinking of just this year. He's thinking of like Manny, right? It could be a Manny situation where he's like, I, I see the talent coming up. They have a lot of money that they can spend uh, in the years in the future. And we'll be in the NLCS in four years. Maybe that's what he does. And that's probably what the Giants are going to be selling. And Manny bought what the Padres sold uh, in 2019. It only takes that one team to win you over, right? And money helps as well. Hometown team probably helps. So we'll see. Kelly says, wouldn't mind seeing Acuna on the trade table. Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't mind that either. Uh, Acuna is a great player. But I think people are waking they're, – they're making way too much of Acuna maybe not being happy with the Braves. Like, that's his fault for signing the 10-year, $100 million contract. He should get a new agent. He probably already has. But 
He's the one that signed it. He didn't have to sign the extension. And so if he's mad that Dansby might get more money than him from the Braves, that's your fault, Ronald Acuna Jr. Wait Juan Soto is until free agency and then sign. But for you to be, like, jealous or think that uh, someone's going to get preferential treatment because they're going to get more money than you, that's just not the right mentality to have. You should be a good teammate and a good team player and want Dansby to be back so that you can go win a World Series with you on the field. Remember, you didn't win a World Series, Ronald Acuna Jr. The Braves won it. You were hurt during that whole postseason run. Uh, Jim asks, okay, I'll ask, have you seen any front office types getting hammered in the hotel bar? From what I've been told, that was common in the 80s and 90s. Um, no. I have seen some front office people go in the hotel bar. I've seen some MLB Network people in the hotel bar. I've seen some players, some former players be, or some former players go in there. Uh, but the executives aren't really hanging around there. Mike Rizzo, the Nationals GM, he was in there on Sunday night. He was in there for a while, actually. Uh, but he wasn't, like, getting hammered. Um, no, they, they don't do that. They'd be stupid to be doing that with phones and all that goes, you know, everything would be posted to social media. Andrew asked, will the Padres make a move before the end of the winter meetings? Good question. If I think they will, I mean, I thought they would make multiple moves before the end of the winter meetings and they definitely can. I mean, it's only eight o'clock as I'm talking right now. And we know A.J. Preller doesn't sleep, so he could make a move at midnight when we're sleeping, right? He could make a move at 6 in the morning when I'm just getting up uh, tomorrow. He could make a couple moves within t 10 minutes, like he it felt like he did in 2020 with Musgrove and Snell, right? Um, I, I do think that he still will make a move. It's hard for me to imagine that he doesn't make a move with the winter meetings being in San Diego with all the rumors flying around about – the Padres being in on Trey Turner and giving him all that money and them being in on Kodak Senga and starting pitching. Um, just, I, I just find it hard to believe that they don't get something done. Some move. Well, technically they have made a move this winter meeting. So uh, yes, they have made a move already, Andrew. They brought in David Dahl, um, but I get what you're saying. You're not talking, you're not talking about that. You're talking about, um, you know, major league moves. I don't know if it'll be a big move, but I hope they'll make a move this winter meetings. It doesn't matter when they make the moves, right? The offseason still continues after this week, but it's A.J. Preller. I mean, he's known for making a lot of moves. So for him not to make one when the whole baseball industry is, is, is gathered together, uh, it's just weird. It's weird to think about. Wolfpack says, what about Belt for first base? Uh, I'd prefer not. I mean, he's old. He had some injuries, right? Didn't he deal with a back injury this past year? Um, I'd rather go get Xander Bogarts and just move Cronenworth to first. I'd rather go get Dansby Swanson, move pieces around. I'd rather go get uh, Correa, move some pieces around. Um, the first base market is not strong. And... Um, I think that's why you're seeing the Padres go all in on Trey Turner and seeing them being interested in Xander Bogarts 
again, like I said earlier, don't believe people that want to say, oh, the Padres, they're not in the shortstop market anymore. Like Kevin Acey said, Padres aren't in the shortstop market anymore. I, I, I don't believe that. They've met with Xander Bogarts. There's interest there. Scott Boris uh, alluded to there being interest when he was speaking to the media today. Um, so they're not out of the shortstop market, I don't believe. Irish says, I thank you for putting in the work. No, thank you guys for being here. As I said yesterday, this isn't work to me. This is, this is for me, this is like being at like Disneyland. You know, kids, they want to go to Disneyland and be there all day, right? This isn't a job to me. Um, I barely get paid for it. Uh, I was here at 8 a.m. I was here at 7.40 yesterday. I was here at like 8 a.m. today. And it's now 8 p.m., after 8 p.m., and I am here. I've been here for 12 hours. Um, so, like, this is this is a passion. I love doing this. I love communicating with Padres fans. I've been talking here by myself uh, here at the winter meetings for an hour and 40 minutes now. Talking with you guys, talking to you guys in the chat here live on YouTube. But um, I could talk about this all night. Like, this isn't a job. And I guess... I, I, I don't want to go on a tangent or anything, but I guess an inspirational message. Uh, do what you love. If you're doing a job that you don't love, guess what? Get out of the job because then it is a job. Like, Do a job that you don't feel is a job, if, if that makes sense, right? Find a passion and just go, go do it. Sam says, Ben, I love you, bro. Thank you. Uh, what's the status on Drury? Heard anything? No, I, we have not heard really anything on Brandon Drury. Uh, it's been pretty silent on that front. Uh, Josh Bell, I'll be signed with the Guardian. So maybe that kind of starts a trickle effect and we hear more about Brandon Drury in the coming days or later tonight. Um, but yeah, this isn't from anything that I've heard, but I expect Drury to get multiple years. Um, I expect him to get at least $10 million a year just based on the market. And Josh Bell got 16 a year. Um, you know, he's a good utility player, but no, I have not heard anything. The status on Drury is that he is still a free agent. Good point here by Nuts Bolts Tools here. He says, no on Judge, I want Otani next season. But here's the problem with that. The Padres tried to get Otani last time around. He didn't come. And next time around in free agency, he's going to be the biggest free agent of all time. The guy is two players in one. And so you think that the competition for Trey Turner or Aaron Judge or Xander Bogarts is big or Carlos Correa, just wait for the competition on Shoei Otani. Every single team will be interested in, in him and check in on him. And then there will be teams that will be whittled down. This guy might get, well, he's going to get $40 million a year. He might, does anyone think he'll get $50 million a year? Maybe. He might get $50 million a year. I mean, I don't think it's out of the realm of possibility. If he puts up another MVP season, he is going to get absolutely paid. You're paying pitchers $43 million a year. Shoei Otani can pitch. 
maybe not on that level, but he's one of the best pitchers in baseball, and he can hit. He can hit you 30 home runs in a year. Uh, so, yeah, we can want Otani next season. I want a lot of things, but I can't afford it. The Padres can afford Otani, but there's going to be so many teams in on him. The Dodgers doesn't seem like they're spending big this year, right? They didn't want to go out after Trey Turner. Why is that? Because they're going, they're going to want to go after Otani. The Mets, they didn't want to overpay DeGrom. Why is that? Maybe the injury history, but I think because they also see that Otani is a free agent after this coming season. So I don't think putting all of your eggs in the Otani basket is smart. Uh, and so if you have the opportunity to get Judge, I think you go for it. But I don't, I don't, again, as I said earlier, I don't know if the Padres love Aaron Judge as much as they loved Trey Turner. So maybe they're not willing to give him as much as the Giants are or as much as the Yankees are. We don't know what the Yankees' next offer is, but the latest offer we've heard from the Giants was uh, 360, $360 million. And if the Yankees want him, they'll up that. So I expect them to up it. Kelly says, how about J.D. Martinez as a DH for one year? Uh, I'd be open to that, but he's probably going to get $15, $20 million, maybe more than that, uh, on a one-year deal. Someone else will probably give him multiple years. If Josh Bell got two years, J.D. Martinez, I think, is a better hitter than Josh Bell. So I think J.D. could get multiple years. Um, Red Sox fans, I think they're saying they're open to bringing him in on a one-year deal. They know J.D. more. They know the Red Sox more. So maybe it's a one-year deal. Uh, I wouldn't overpay for J.D. Martinez because this isn't 2019 when he was amazing. Like, he is still a great back-to-ball guy, uh, but it doesn't feel like he's the same hitter as he was back then. Or It doesn't seem like the power is there. Now, this is me just looking up his baseball reference page right now. Uh, he did have a above average OPS+. Plus. 790 OPS this past season. Uh, he played in 139 games. He was an all-star. So, okay, maybe I take that back. Maybe he is still a very, very talented hitter. Um, see, I, I don't watch the Red Sox every day. So maybe I should start doing that. Uh, yeah, I'd be open to having Brandon, or not Brandon, I'd be open to Jury as well. I'd be open to having J.D. Martinez back, but, or not J.D. Martinez back, we never had him. See, I am just all over the place right now. I've been talking for an hour and 45 minutes. Sorry. I'd be open to having J.D. Martinez on the Padres, but it would definitely be pricey. Just going through the chat here. Tons of comments tonight. Thank you so much, everyone, for being here on a Tuesday night at the winter meetings. Carlos asks, what's happening with Bogarts? Uh, I think there's a lot of interest. I think there's interest from many teams. The Padres are still interested. I was talking to Dennis Lynn today. He didn't want to do a video interview because... Uh, Hog, uh, he ruined that yesterday because um, Dennis did an interview with Hog 
and then Hogg proceeded to go uh, commit a misdemeanor, which is what it was, um, and go up to one of the floors in the hotel and record a private conversation that was happening in one of the rooms and post it on Twitter. Um, so Dennis Lynn wanted to distance, distance himself from fans doing interviews. So I would have been able to, but um, someone else ruined that, unfortunately. Um, but I did talk to him today, and I asked about Bogarts, and he said that the Padres are interested in Bogarts to a degree. Um, and he said things are fluent, things can always change. But that's what Dennis said on the Bogarts front. So maybe that's a piece of news that you want to tweet out or something. Uh, I think Dennis has already said that in The Athletic. I think it's already been reported that the Padres are still interested in Bogarts. But he did confirm that to me when I was speaking to him today uh, in the lobby. Sam asks, who the F wants to go to Minnesota? Come on. You don't have to bash Minnesota like that. I got family there. I love Minnesota. Uh, it's cold sometimes, but no, I love Minnesota. Um, hey, I'd want to go to Minnesota if they were a like real World Series contender. But if we look at the Twins' active roster right now, let's look at it. They don't. I don't think they have a strong bullpen. They don't really have a strong rotation. They still have Emilio Pagan as one of their big relievers. Um, and they're looking to they're, – they're, they're thinking about Luis Arise and trading him if they can get back controllable starting pitching. So someone that wants to go there long-term, they're going to look at that and be like, maybe that's not a fit for me long-term because they don't have a plan long-term with their pitching. Joe Ryan, yeah, he's, he's a really solid arm. I like him. But then Sonny Gray, Bailey Ober, Josh Winder, Tyler Malley, Paddock coming off the, the injury. Kenta Maeda, I think, is a free agent after the year. I think Sonny Gray is a free agent after, after the end of the year. So um, they don't have a strong pitching staff. Jorge Lopez, good closer. Uh, they have some solid arms there in that bullpen. If you look at their lineup, Ryan Jeffers doesn't blow you away at the catcher position. Uh, I think Gary Sanchez is a free agent. Nick Gordon in left field. Alex Kirilov's an option there. Byron Buxton, again, he's like I mentioned earlier, he's like the face of the franchise, and you can't guarantee him to stay healthy. So if you're a superstar free agent and Minnesota comes to you, they have Kepler as well. I wanted to mention him. He's a good player. Um, if Minnesota comes to you and really wants you to be there long-term, yeah, sure, money talks. But if you want to win, do you want to go somewhere where their star player that is, or their star player on the current roster is hurt frequently? No, probably not, because your chances of winning consistently or contending consistently are lower than going somewhere else where – uh, maybe a Manny Machado is the star player, and he stays healthy every year, right? And when you have your best player, now the Angels have would not agree with this, but when you have your star player healthy consistently, that definitely helps more than it hurts, right? Uh, being in the lineup every day, it helps your chances of contending. Correa may end up going to Minnesota, 
they're going to have to pay him the most money. Because I, I don't think he wants to be in Minnesota, right? I think he wants to be somewhere where he believes he can really win a World Series. Because he's probably pissed off that Jeremy Pena came in first year with the Astros and went and won the World Series and was the ALCS MVP and the World Series MVP, right? Um, so he's probably has a chip on his shoulder and wants to go win. And the Twins, I mean, as much as I root for them as my, you know, AL team because I have family in Minnesota, um, they're not the best option to go to as a, you know, like a real contender every year in the American League. Uh, someone asked, how do you feel about the realistic likelihood of signing Bogarts? I, I think, I mean, likelihood. So I'll, I'll kind of alter that question. Who do I feel is the realistic, or who do I feel is the realistic favorite for Bogarts? I'd probably say not the Padres because they already have shortstops. And I think a team will be desperate to pay Bogarts. The Phillies are off. But let's say Judge goes to the Yankees. Then I'd, I'd put the Giants ahead of the Padres in terms of favorites. Um, now, the Padres have the money, right? $342 million they offer to Turner. So if you want to look at the money and who's willing to pay, then the Padres are up there. They're definitely up there because they've shown that they're willing to give money to players that they love. Do they love Bogarts? They don't love Bogarts as much as they love Turner. That's been reported already. I'm not saying something that hasn't been reported. Um, I think they're one of the favorites to sign Bogarts to answer your question, but I, I, I would not put them as the favorite. I think you still have to think about the Cubs there. There's been a lot of chatter about them with Swanson, but it feels like the Braves, it's Swanson. Like that's just who they're going. They're like only interested in Swanson, but if they don't get Swanson, then Bogarts for the Braves, right? I already mentioned the Giants. Uh, the Diamondbacks have even been, in there for Bogart for some reason. Um, and then you add in what other American League teams? I'm trying to think of other uh, – the Angels maybe? I mean, they don't have – Gio Rochelle is like their shortstop right now. And if you ask Yankee fans, uh, that's not a long-term shortstop. So I think you could throw the Angels in there. Um, so the likelihood on a scale of 1 to 10, I'd probably put it – more than a five because the Padres have demonstrated that they're willing to spend money and they do have the money. But uh, to put it like, I'm not putting it like nine or an eight or something like that because Bogarts isn't, you know, adding a shortstop's not their biggest need, right? And I, I don't, it's a fact. The Padres don't love Bogarts as much as they loved Trey Turner. Um, I saw a super chat in here somewhere. Oh, no, no, soup, no, no, uh, comment here. If you have a comment, HH4, put it in the chat. Um, because you donated $10. I appreciate that. 
if you yeah if you had a comment let me know but if not i appreciate that uh jack with a super chat says uh love your content man best padres channel by far i appreciate that um look i i'm someone that prides myself on consist see i can't even talk now i pride myself on consistency and so i want to keep you know putting consistent content out there for you guys uh because i know that padres fans are passionate and they want to know the latest on the padres and some people, they don't sit at their desk looking at Twitter all day. They don't sit there listening to sports radio all day, you know. Um, so I want to be that source for you on social media, here on YouTube, where you can ask me questions where, uh, and I will answer them with full honesty and my opinion. Uh, I'm not someone that's going to be screaming at you with all these hot takes unless I'm like legitimately mad about something then i will but um i just give you my thoughts like genuine authentic consistent thoughts i i'm consistent because i have consistent padres thoughts right i, I don't have like I, I it's not like i do something once a week right no i do it almost every day every other day definitely um and i've tried to have a lot of content up for these winter meetings because it's in San Diego. We don't know the next time that it's going to be here. Uh, Michael asks, do the Padres have serious interest in Rodon or Senga for that matter? They have, they have interest in Senga. Rodon, Ken Rosenthal said to me on Sunday when I was talking to him that it might be a stretch for the Padres to get Rodon, but that's before we knew that the Padres had $342 million to go spend on a player. So they have the money to spend on Rodon. So maybe Rodon is not as much of a stretch as we initially thought going into this winter meetings week. So I think the Padres do have interest in Rodon. I, think, I know they have interest in Senga. Uh, Cujo with the Super Chat says, what do you think of getting Senga and Yoshida? I don't, I mean, yeah, I'd be open to that. I don't know a whole, I'm not going to lie to you. I don't know a whole lot about Yoshida. I'm in on Senga though. I love Senga. Um, he'd be, he'd slot in as the four starter and I would have rather had Senga on the mound in game four of the NLCS than Clevenger. And that's what you want, right? You want someone that you're confident in, in a postseason game. I haven't seen him pitch. I haven't seen Senga pitch in the big leagues, right? I haven't seen him pitch for the Padres, but, um, from what I've heard, what I've seen, he does look like the real deal. Uh, anything about the Padres extending Darsh? No, but I think there's optimism. I think Dennis Lynn said this the other day that there's optimism that a, an extension will get done. I think I think one will get done. Darvish seems to enjoy the Padres. The Padres are trying to win. He's at the top of the rotation. Um, he seems comfortable here, and I mean he's set for life, right? He's made tons of money, so this shouldn't be about like you know, matching Scherzer's average annual value or anything like that. Um, I think it should just be where does he want, where does he fit best? Where does he want to win? Where is he most comfortable? Uh, and I, I think the Padres would be the leaders of that. I mean, extending Darvish, obviously that's a one team thing, but if he was, if he goes to free agency, I mean, I think 
there'd be a big market for him. So maybe the Padres wouldn't win that. Uh, but getting back to your question about extending Darvish, yeah. I think that there's a good chance that the Padres extend Darvish. I haven't heard that they uh, are having like active conversations about that, but I'm sure they will have that at some point this offseason. All right. I think that's it. I've been talking for two hours. Um, still 80 people in here, so I appreciate you guys for tuning in. I'll be doing another live stream tomorrow, probably. Uh, hopefully the Padres make a major league move by then. Uh, but if not, I'll still be here talking Padres and rumors and stuff. So thank you so much for the time. Uh, episode 297 of Talking Friars. Subscribe to the YouTube channel Daily Padres Entertainment. And follow the social media channels at Talking Friars, Instagram, and Twitter. All right, Ben Fadden signing off from the winter meetings here in San Diego. Go Padres. See ya.